This is Abscond with Ethan Renault, episode 10 with roommate Rob. Hey, girl. Rob and I are sitting in our home that we've lived in for the past year and a half. Our nest we've built from sweat and blood. Yeah. This is actually one of the last weeks we'll be in this house. Mm. And so I said, Rob and I should make a podcast together, talk about the year and a half we've lived together before he is no longer roommate Rob. Mm. And uh, I'm being demoted to homeless boy Rob. <laughs> to person I used to know, Rob. To person of interest, Rob. And uh, I'm sitting here eating some soup, and Rob is drinking his gin. So if he gets increasingly mm. nonsensical and slurry as the podcast goes on, it's because I'm only getting more sober. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of soup, I don't know that you've ever eaten soup correctly. I am right now. Barely. <laughs> What do you mean? Because it's canned? No. Do you want to tell them about <laughs> the first time in Steam when you had an issue with my soup The habits? first time I was ever so disgusted by your general behavior that I had no cognitive response? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once, once upon a, a dear sweet time, Ethan and I went to a coffee shop to be a good boy working boys, and Ethan decided to eat lunch at the coffee shop and what he had prepared for lunch was a can of Campbell's chunky soup which he opened the top of and drank from the can cold that's all you need and I can't say I've ever been more offended because I haven't (laughs) it's not it's not the act itself that's offensive it's the sound it makes if you can imagine the sound a person makes when they're sipping liquid and chunks of potatoes out of a tin can. That's what I <laughs> That's what I was subjected to on this day and I've never gotten over it. But the thing is that's such a it's such a practical way to carry food. Here's with the thing. You. It isn't. <laughs> like when I went when when we drove up to Wyoming to see the eclipse, all I took with me was like five cans of chunky soup. Full, full well knowing I didn't need anything else to prepare it or to eat it. All I needed was the can. Yeah, you're not a covered wagon traveler traveling on the Oregon Trail looking for gold in the Old West. You are an established citizen of an advanced society. <laughs> and we invented things so that you don't have to eat soup out of a can anymore. Like the car microwave? That's still not a thing yet. Like a lighter. <laughs> you, <laughs> you want me to warm a whole can of chunky soup remember, with a lighter? Remember in the Goofy movie? Do you ever see the Goofy movie? Which one? The Go- it's the Goofy movie. It's called the Goofy movie. There were a couple of them. Yeah, but the only one that matters because it's the only one that came out in the 90s. <laughs> I thought there were two. There was one about him and one about his son. There's one that's good, and then there are all, all others that are irrelevant. Mm. Anyway... In the Goofy movie, they, if, if you haven't seen this movie, it's a, a brilliant piece of film that, <laughs> that was nominated for the Academy Award for 
best movie not starring Marlon Brando. <laughs> and in the Goofy movie, they are locked in a car as they are camping and they're trapped by a bear. And the only thing they have to eat is alphabet soup. And Goofy, being the the much ingenious dog dad that he is, heats the can with the cigarette lighter in the car and punches <laughs> a hole in the top with his very ingenuitive to- teeth. Ingenuitive yeah. teeth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could have done that. And but... you didn't. Because yeah. <laughs> you are a World War One soldier bunking out in a foxhole, <laughs> drinking canned soup like a gargoyle. <laughs> Foul behavior. In defense of the eclipse trip, though, we were in the car for 12 hours straight in the middle of nowhere, moving two miles per hour because there was so much traffic. I would rather starve to death than debase myself to such behavior. (laughs) Hey, I don't have any issue with eating chunky soup straight out of the can. But Mm. um, speaking of disappointing things, I want to take a second and talk about the two ghost movies we've watched recently. Well, Those it wasn't being... really ghost. Like, okay, oh. similar themed movies. So last spooky night, spooky movies, Spook, spooky, time. spook times movies. I mean, the first one wasn't necessarily meant to be mm. spooky. That's why I didn't say we watched movies that make you go, ooh. Well, yeah, the first one gave you the existential shivers, but the second one just kind of made you wonder why it was still playing. Mm. Okay, so <clears throat> so when I first read all the reviews for the film, it. Yeah. What film? <laughs> it. I'm about it. The one by Stephen King? I'm bored of that joke. I know. We made that joke too many times in the past couple of days. Yeah. Anyway, when we went to see It, we rented it from Redbox last night. I feel like... I know. Did you have high expectations for it? Not really. Oh, really? No. I mean, it, there was a lot of talk amongst the Twittosphere about this movie. But the thriller horror genre has never done anything for me, so I knew I wouldn't enjoy it. Oh, really? Well, I went into it with pretty high expectations because it got so many good reviews. It was the best-selling movie ever released in September, so on and so on and so on. Everyone's raving about this movie, so I'm like, okay, it'll be pretty good. Mm. And we watched it last night, and what did you think as it was playing? What were your thoughts? I just kept looking at the clock, seeing how much time was left in the movie. It seemed to drag on. I felt the same way. Because, I, I, like I said, I had high expectations. But I felt like the He's first half... high expectations. Are you making songs up? High expectations. <laughs> He's got high in the sky expectations. Okay, you, let's just get away with the Lord of the Rings one. I don't think anyone will if, report If Peter us. Jackson is listening to this, I'm very sorry for just skip ahead for a couple what's going to happen. Maybe I'll skip a note. <laughs> Messed that one up. Is that even the Lord of the Rings song? Yeah, that's the Shire. That was it. No, that's... That's Titanic. I always no, play. It's not. Yes, it is. I always play Titanic when I'm trying to play Lord of the Rings. Oh, do the do the other one then. Uh, how does Lord of the Rings go? No, that's still Titanic. Why can't I remember how to play Lord <laughs> of the Rings? How does it go? Uh, 
I got Titanic stuck in my head now, so now I can't get it out. I know. Well, maybe it'll come to you later in the podcast. Maybe. Anyway, I was watching it, and I felt like the first half was the kids. It was basically the same scene over like six times in a row where the kid was scared of a certain thing. It showed what they were scared of. It was just the kids taking turns getting spooked by a spooky clown boy. Yeah, well, it was like whatever they were scared of, which turned into the clown, which jumped at them, and they screamed and ran away. And then they fought this clown after... For sure, figuring out that he can't be killed, you know, he gets a stake through the head, which he doesn't die. Plot hole. If a demonic clown can't beat up a group of preteens, then what kind of clown is he? I can beat up a group of preteens, <laughs> and I have before, which we can get into in a later date. And you are a demonic clown. And I am a demonic clown. So the fact that this clown couldn't muster up the mustard to <laughs> to beat up some prepubescence, then what kind of demonic clown can he be? And uh, the only seriously damaged kid was the one who broke his arm, which was completely unrelated to the clown. Yeah, he fell because he got, he got the chills and then fell backwards because he was a little asthmatic. Yeah. So, but then they end up, like, beating him to death until he relents and then, like, throws himself into the hole. So I was like... Well, he like, starved to death because they weren't afraid of him anymore. Oh, yeah, but still, I, I don't know. I just felt like it could have been better. It, it was just predictable. I knew every time something was about to, was something spooky was about to come out of a closet or whatever. Yeah. It was just very obvious to build up. I will say the vi- oops, the visuals were really cool because... It was well filmed. Yeah, it was. it was shot really well and the effects were good. And I feel like those scenes weren't necessarily trying to scare the viewer as much as it was like an analysis of fear itself yeah, type it, thing. You but. can't scare someone when you come up to them slowly and say, all right, you're about to be scared. Yeah, or like ready? when it's like... Are you ready to be scared? Okay, get ready. And now you're scared. Yeah, that's kind of what it that's did. That's what it felt like. But the film we watched a few nights before that... Mm. Mm. Featuring the incomparably mysterious and beautiful Rooney Mara. Oh, yeah. The enigmatic fox, Rooney Mara. Mm. Um, Man. You could shred cheese on that jawline. (laughs) You could puncture a lung with that cheekbone. Mm. I'd let her puncture my lung any day. (laughs) Anyway, and the the equally dashing Casey Affleck, who spent Mm. half the film under a sheet... And I, I went back and looked, and it was about halfway through that he died. It seems like it's early on, but that's only because the first half of the film is such long shots. Mm. Isn't that crazy? That's a good movie, though. But It's all about cyclical time theory, and don't you get me started on <laughs> cyclical time theory. Um, so that film is... It was awesome. It stirred me so much to the core that as soon as it ended, it was like midnight. It made you realize that time is a loop. And no, not linear. No, that's not why. But it Let made, it be known that Ethan Renault believes that cyclical time is a fact. <laughs> <laughs> it, made, it, just, it made me go straight to my laptop and write a three-page essay, which is now a blog post, on the film. Did you turn it in for credit? If I did, it would have been an A++. That's not a real grade. You didn't go to real <laughs> college. Bible college gives out an extra plus for... For making your paper about the Yeah, Bible but they don't call them pluses. They call them little crosses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, watch the film A Ghost Story and pay attention to the length of the shots used. 
Because there were a few that were so long that you were just uncomfortable. And pay attention to the length of Casey Affleck's beard. You would think it doesn't matter, but it does. <laughs> well, do you remember that one shot when they're lying in bed just like kissing slowly and gently for at least five minutes? Remember it. It's my desktop background. <laughs> <laughs> On loop. Just a, <laughs> a five-minute loop yeah. <laughs> of them kissing. Uh-huh. That was the longest shot that you just... And we were watching it with our friend Allison, who is dating neither of us and she's just a friend therefore it was just kind of weird watching a five minute unbroken kissing scene with her but we did it and did we ever (laughs) so yeah for those first half of the film i was like okay this is one of those movies i wouldn't watch again it's just long and dull but the long shots were intentional because it was just representing time passing at its natural rate whereas (laughs) whereas when he dies it speeds up and the shots get faster and faster and faster. And because time is a construct of human perception. Well, oh, is that from that's from Don't, Don't Hug, Hug Me, I'm, I'm scared. scared? Yeah, also watch Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared if you really want to get messed up. If you want to feel like you're just about to vomit for 18 minutes, watch Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. I don't know about vomit, more like drive your car into a wall. I don't, I don't know. That's how I vomit. <laughs> Don't hug me, I'm scared is phenomenal, and so is a ghost story. But anyway, it's just like hauntingly existential, and it made me really glad that I'm a Christian and not a time loop existentialist. <laughs> a, time, a time loop theorist, a, a heathenistic <laughs> time loop theorist such as myself. Yeah, in which time goes in circles because it's utterly meaningless. Yes. Um, anyway. When the Bible uttered meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless. Ecclesiastes 1, yeah, there you go. Solomon. I told you I've read the Bible. <laughs> The sad thing is Rob's dad is a professor at the seminary I attend. Yeah. <laughs> that means I could get my dad to give you an F any second I want. Yeah, that is what that means. Probably. Um, anyway, just like I did on this podcast with Dave, when we had him on a few weeks ago, I wanted Rob to just tell a few stories of our time living together. So go back to the beginning real quick. We met for the first time in middle school, right? Something like that, yeah. But at that time, I was living on Cape Cod with my family, and I had come back to visit uh, Colorado and met Rob. What was because, your hairstyle like? Uh, why don't you describe it? It was, it was. Ethan had a rat tail. Ethan had no. <laughs> did you have a rat tail, or did you have one of those Jedi things? Well, it, I guess it's was the same it thing. It was like on the corner of my hair right here, like a rat tail that you tuck behind your ear. Yeah, but it came all the way down to, like, my nip. Yeah, that was foul. <laughs> so was the rest of my hair cut. It was like a Beatles thing. I felt like I could smell it. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I, like, who, why I thought that was a good idea. But did, did your dad let you do that? I think that rat tail is the reason I'm still a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> That's gotta be it. <laughs> but... Um, That's gotta be the only reason. <laughs> that, and I'm committed to waiting you. until I'm married. But mostly, mostly the rat tail. <laughs> mostly the rat tail. Um, it's because it doesn't help that every time you talk to a woman, I sneak up behind you and shout. He used to have a rat tail when he was 13, and it was gross. And then they <laughs> run away. Mm-hmm. I should stop doing that. Yeah, I want to get married someday, Rob. I'm um, a terrible wingman. <laughs> Yeah. I only talk about the bad things about you. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're moving out of living together. <laughs> um, no, I'm Move, just kidding. Moving out of living together. How do you say it? Moving out? 
we're both moving away, moving yeah. apart, going our separate ways. Um, so we met just like there, didn't like just met, like just hi, I'm Ethan, I'm Rob. Okay. We were revealed to one another. <laughs> we were exposed to one another. What, what's behind door number two? <laughs> it's Rob. It's a boy with a rat tail. <laughs> yeah. And but I still lived on Cape Cod, like I said. So it wasn't until I moved to Colorado, my senior year of high school, that Rob and I actually like really ever spoke. But even then, it wasn't really. Uh, we weren't. I, I wouldn't say we were friends. We went to a small high school where right the the amount of friends you could have was pretty limited. Mm-hmm. So we interacted as much as two people that were forced to go to a small school together communicated. Yeah, because there were like 45 people in our graduating class, right? Yeah, and I think only 12 of them were dudes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I there, forgot that. There were that. only 12, of du- 12 dudes, I believe. Okay. Yeah, and so so we graduated from high school in 2009. Mm-hmm. Literally don't speak once. For like five years probably for six years from 2009 until summer of 2015 i had just graduated moody bible institute moved back to colorado and i saw you in the gym wearing this exact same sweatshirt i think Uh, no this sweatshirt's not that old where it was it's orange it was an orange tank top i was probably wearing tank top well, you were wearing something. If I was in the gym, I was scantily clad. You can be sure of that. I like to give the ladies something to look at. Don't want them to lose interest. And, yeah, so anyway, um, I was like, well, hey, if we're both in Littleton, why don't we, uh, why, why don't we hang out? Yeah, we had both moved back in with our parents. Yeah. Within like this a month of each other. Yeah, so then we just started hanging out, going to church together, hanging out with friends together, going out and doing stuff. And uh, just hit it off. And then we became friends. And I introduced Rob to my other friend, Rachel. Mm. And the three of us now have matching tattoos. The three of us text every single day in our group text. Mm -hmm. And we are the best of friends that anybody could have. (laughs) And so that was 2015. And what year is it now? 2018? Yep. Yeah. So it's been two and a half years, basically, since we've been friends. friends. Reconnected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in that time I moved back, I moved to LA and then back to Chicago and then back here, moved straight in with Rob when I got back to Colorado a year and a half ago. Uh, wait, when was my I, brother's house. when was I in San Francisco? The same I summer in, I was in Chicago. Oh, that's right. I thought it was in between LA and Chicago. Anyway. No, I went straight from LA to Chicago. That's right. Oh yeah. After I rescued you from LA. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So... Let's start off by telling... You're going to tell that story. I already know what story you want to tell. Which story? In L.A. Oh, no. I wasn't going to tell okay. that one. I had a different one in mind. Good. That story doesn't has no place on a, on a podcast. <laughs> on a Christian podcast. Oh, yeah. I don't, need, I don't need future employers hearing that story. Yeah, we won't tell the L.A. story of, of Rob's... Don't even hint at it. Nothing, oh. nothing happened. <laughs> Okay, now the story I was thinking of is our most magical moment together. Um, There's a cloud of confetti involved. Oh, that was good. Yeah. That was a good time. <laughs> so, um, I don't even remember how that story starts. Okay, Kevin was living here at that time. Kevin. We had a. If Kevin's listening to this wherever he may be. I think he's on the West Coast. You now. left your bed here, so <laughs> yeah, I've I've had two beds in my room ever since Kevin left. 
chin went down rough. <laughs> you didn't want me to tell the the LA story, but that was involving chin. But that's it, neither here nor there. Um, anyway, um, so that night Kevin was here, and you. Let me think. We were about so Rob had this little confetti gun. Rachel gave it to me. Yeah, it was for for my birthday that year. Rachel gave me a little plastic pistol that has little it's like a little cap gun but it shoots confetti out of it yeah like the little suit from a supermarket toy aisle yeah and it shoots confetti out of it when you pull the trigger and so we are about we are just about to we've been watching tv mm-hmm. just one episode i remember we just watched one episode because there was a 20 minute window <laughs> for this to happen in so we watched an episode and then we said hey let's scare kevin while he's in the shower and so i do like to scare and so we had the confetti gun ready. I had my phone ready, and we were about to go into the shower and pop Kevin, you know, and scare him while he's in the shower. But then suddenly I get a text from um, one of my students like from my youth Casey. group. Oh, yeah. I think kids. it was one of my kids. And, and it's a picture of a car wrapped in saran wrap and toilet paper with, like, like uh, chalk or a car paint written all over it. Mm. And just like, you know, completely destroyed. And I'm like, oh, they got someone's car. That's great. And then I took, did like a double take and I was like, wait a minute. That's my car. Wait a minute. My car is parked right outside our house. Wait a minute. I've been home for the last like three hours. How could they have possibly done this? Wait a minute. I don't have pants on. <laughs> wait, did I? Who, I, who I, can, who can I probably had shorts on. Anyway... <laughs> So, um, so Rob's still holding the cap gun. He and I both rush outside, stand on our front porch, and look over to the left around the corner of our house. And sure enough, my car is wrapped in saran wrap and uh, uh, toilet paper and all that stuff. Other nonsense. Yeah, just, you know, they wrote all over the windows with car paint and, all, and put a rubber ducky on my antenna, which is still there to this day. That is still there. That's how I recognize your car if I'm <laughs> ever driving by it. I look for the rubber ducky, and if it's there, then that's old Ethan's car. Yeah, that's how everybody recognizes my car. <sighs> but but this was the magical part. Um, wait, did I have anything this in my hands? This is where it gets in. What? Did I have anything in my hands? I don't think so. You just had the we, confetti gun? Once you saw that and we realized what had happened, we both went outside to inspect the damage of the car. And we started looking around for yeah. for whoever was there to see if your kids and whoever was still hanging around. Yeah. Well, let's paint a picture real quick. So our neighborhood, our house is really weird in that it's really dark on our street. It's next to an alleyway. Yeah. There's, yeah, several there's, there's not a lot of street lighting. And there's like no homes that face... The street that our our house is on. So in other words, like our street, our street is, is like, like a is like a main street, and our house is one of the only streets that faces the street because all the, the other only houses side streets face the street. Yes, that's what I meant. Yeah, so it's kind of strange. So anyway, it's dark. We're looking around, and I, I look across the street to the alleyway, which is pitch black, and I vaguely see my friend Casey's car, and I we both point at it, and we're like, hey. I think that's Casey's car. Suddenly, the headlights turn on. He does the biggest peel out I've ever heard, like spraying all the dirt because it's a dirt alleyway. It's like one of those scenes in one of those Fast and Furious movies that I've never seen, where, <laughs> where the the wonderful Vin Diesel, wonderfully act, acted Vin Diesel, 
peels out in one of his his sports mobiles and makes a a cool cool guy turn into a a bank robbery. I don't know. I've never seen those movies. I don't really know what they're about, but it was like that. (laughs) Yeah, so he was like spraying up pebbles and dust, peels out, turns to the right, and drives away from us. Rob and I just take off sprinting after his car. This is like like that scene from No Country for Old Men when Anton Chigurh is is chasing Josh Brolin and shooting at him with his, his silencer shotgun. And I've got the... The the car was full of the the money from the drug deal, and I chased after them, shooting at them with my confetti gun. It was like that scene, but way more confetti. <laughs> yeah, because I pictured it like uh, what's that movie cover? The, the is it the good, the bad, and the ugly, or something? Where there there's the cover just two guys you're like think, r- running and shooting. Eat, you're thinking of Eat Pray Love. Oh, Eat Pray Love. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just two guys shooting. When Julia it's like Roberts, an old western. When Julia Roberts steals money from that bank, that <laughs> Denzel Washington negotiates the hostages out of. Oh yeah. Eat Pray Love. Remember. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, was Rob was like running ten feet in front of me, like blasting all six rounds of this confetti gun, and I'm just running There's behind him, screaming, everywhere. running through the clouds of confetti, as we're chasing after this car, which is just peeled out and driven away at top speed. I don't think I had shoes on either. Yeah, I don't think either of us did. This is the summer, mm-hmm. and so we just had like shorts on or something, and we're just running through clouds of confetti, or I was. And Rob's just like, bang, 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 until it's just click, 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 click. I was just hoping that maybe I missed around, and if I kept clicking, I might get to, get to one <laughs> of the blanks that didn't fire. Yeah, but, oh, man. And then we came back in, and for some reason, that moment was just so magical to experience that we came back in and tried all to this, convey it to Kevin. All of this happened within maybe a minute. All of these or events, less. All of these events yeah. happened in under a minute. Probably between 20 seconds to a minute. Yeah. It was just one thing after another. But it was amazing because they had TP'd and surrounded at my car. Within that 20-minute window, we were watching one episode of a show. And our the way our house is, is set up, that they were literally right on the other side of the wall from us as we were watching our show. And there if were we windows had, showing your car, too, but we had all the blinds closed. Yeah, or we just didn't get up. But they were they were good. They did it well. They're some sneaky little children, your your youth group. Yeah, and then I kicked them out of my youth group after that, so <laughs> they haven't come back. <laughs> Isn't that actually true? No. Well, <laughs> well um, it should be. The little terrors. I know. Yeah. They've, they've pranked me here a few times. The other time, you let them. They taped hot dogs to the ceiling in my room. I took those down, though. Yeah. They, they put those hot dogs in your room when you were out of town. Yeah. And they were just going to stink up the whole house with hot dogs. So <laughs> I wasn't going to let that happen. That's also where all the not, Orbeez came from, too. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not into pranks that affect me. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll definitely help with a prank if it affects someone else negatively. Yeah. I know you will. <laughs> but um, I also was hoping you would tell us the, other st- the Dairy Queen story. Which I wasn't oh, there for. No, this was this was like 2012 when we were in our 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 years of silence. Yeah, so this our, was several years silence. Several years before we reconnected, I was <laughs> in 2012. I was either in Cape Cod, Nigeria, Boston, or Chicago when this story happened. It was probably all of them. <laughs> 
Okay, Rob, <clears throat> tell us the story. In 2012, I was living in Boulder of Colorado, and I was involved with a, a college ministry up there. And this was during the summer of that year, and we were all just hanging out after one of our summer meetings. We went to the Dairy Queen in Boulder, the one Dairy Queen in Boulder, which was maybe a mile and a half from where I was living at the time. And we went to get our ice cream. The whole the whole store was full, so we all went outside and sat on the pavement and hung around in a circle, hanging out and chatting. This group of people, about half of them I knew fairly well. The other half I didn't know well at all, and some people I had never met before. And... We sat down in the parking lot to just hang out, have our ice cream. I was sitting next to this girl who was very, very attractive, who I had <laughs> seen before but never talked to before. So I sat next to her, and we were chatting for a little bit, and she told me about how she was graduating from CU Boulder and moving to Nashville in a few in a few months and going to be away and out of my life forever, so I had lost interest entirely. And as I was talking with her and eating my ice cream I got uncomfortable sitting on the pavement and decided to stand up and as I stood up possibly the loudest fart <laughs> that has ever existed or been recorded on on whatever scales they record farts on Mount Vesuvius yes the Mount Vesuvius of farts erupted from <laughs> from my backside <laughs> and as I stared down upon the the faces in awe of what just escaped from my my being. <laughs> I, in in about a half a second, my brain told me to start running away. So I started running to the end of the parking lot. And as I was running, I just thought, this is a funny little joke for me to do, to fart in front of a bunch of people and run away. But I was with a group of my friends, so I thought, I'll just run to the end of the parking lot and then go back and we'll have a good laugh about me farting and running away. But, but part, as of, I, part of this, part of the funny part about this is the way that Rob runs. Because if you've ever... I don't. I still don't get this joke. I can't see it's it. It's not anymore. a joke. It's just... Like, I run like a normal person. I ha I'm very tall. I have really long legs. I take long strides. Yeah, That's exactly. It's just how I run. But if you've ever seen that scene from Zoolander... <laughs> where Will Ferrell's character gets up and runs across the room to show Derek the miniature model of his school for kids who can't read good and want to learn how to do other stuff good, too. Like, you know how he's wearing those high heels and just kind of prances across the, the giant room? We'll pause for a second so you can go Google that clip and know the reference. Okay, we're back. You got it? <laughs> we'll, so... we'll edit the pause a little bit longer so you have more time. Yeah. Um... So that that clip is exactly how Rob runs. So just picture that tall, it's, lanky guy that's speculative. prancing across the parking lot from these people who in, in, he's just farted in front of. In my perception, I run like a normal person. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> anyway, as I'm running, I think to myself, most of these the people in this group of, of people are people who I've never met before and will most likely never speak to again, specifically this attractive girl that moved to Nashville. I'll never see her again in my life. And so, if you're listening, message me because if, I don't remember your name, but if you are listening, <laughs> I, I do not apologize for what I did. <clears throat> I'll apologize for his behalf and date you. If she's as attractive as Rob says, Gosh, you're never going to miss an opportunity to squeeze that. <laughs> in, 
Anyway, by, by the way, I'm single. I'm single. By as I'm as I'm sprinting away from my shame and my cloud of fart, <laughs> I just think most of these people I'll never speak to again. How funny would it be if I just kept running and went home and they never saw me again? And that is exactly <laughs> what I did. So from the perception of people that did not know me at all. They saw some some lanky, tall dude eating ice cream, stand up, fart loudly, run away, and never come back. <laughs> so there are a good six people that exist in the world that, that saw that and have that experience in their minds. And that is what tickles me. Because <laughs> you lived like two miles from there, right? Or something? A little. Not, not far enough that I could run slash jog slash walk back home. Yeah, and it wasn't a big deal at all, yeah. so you just went home. So I just went home, and then that was my <laughs> night. And one of the guys that lived in my complex is, in, in my complex is one of my best friends, Will. Will was there. You, oh. You met Will. Lyme Will? Yeah, Will who has Lyme disease. Uh, he was there at the time, and so but, or he was there at Dairy Queen, and he lived in the same complex as me. So when he came home from that group, he came over to my house and was like, did you just run home after you farted in front of everyone? And I said, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and that was it that's my favorite story of yours that's probably my favorite story i have so now i've revealed it to the internet that's now, your version of the butter story with now, me and Dave. now the internet knows that from there it only goes downhill for me <laughs> yeah everything else about me is less interesting than what happened that night <laughs> well you do have the time you saw margaret and the nuclear so-and-so's have I ever told you about the time I saw Margaret in the nuclear? No, I don't. Want and it's not Margaret; it's Margot. But oh yeah, that's beside Margo. the point. <laughs> Have I told you the story when I saw Margaret in the nuclear sciences? Rob asks me that about four times a day. This is just become every a day joke. we've lived together. This has become a joke because I saw the band Margot in the Nuclear So and So's once, and something funny happened at the show. And I maybe told Ethan about it twice. No, and he's insisted. No, he insists that I no. have told him that story a thousand times. So now it's just a joke that every time. No, it's because I bring up something repetitive. I talk about the Margot and Nuclear So and So story. Well, yeah, no, it's whenever one of their songs comes on. It's just like, that song. It's just Broad, Broad well, Ripple's yeah, burning. when Broad Ripple's burning, you always say, "Oh, did I ever tell you about the time I saw Margot?" I maybe told you about that twice, and then you have made fun <laughs> no, of me about it. Ever not since. twice, not twice. Like you've never done that to me. Oh, I do it all the time, yeah. but you always do it just with that one specific instance. <laughs> well, now I do it just because it's a joke. Well, yeah. But you probably did it half a dozen times at least. It's not even like a good a story. It's not. That's <laughs> that's why it was so funny. It would have been. It would have been less funny if it was a good story. <laughs> that is true. But anyway, um, Come at me, Peter Jackson. <laughs> it came to you. Yep. I knew it would. It came to me like a spirit. <laughs> Peter Jackson, I dare you. <laughs> I I dare you to come after my come after me with your lawyer boys. <laughs> the Hobbit sucked. <laughs> Which one? I'll bring that up in court. All three.
Your Honor, I object because the Hobbit was stupid. Sustained. Overruled. <laughs> yeah. I should have been a lawyer. <laughs> okay. Well, Rob and I are going to watch the rest of uh, Casino Royale, which the, we started The earlier. best James Bond. If you want to argue with me over which James Bond is the best, the answer is Casino Royale, and every other answer is wrong. I think, yeah, I don't, it probably is my favorite James Bond, too. As far as I'm concerned, it's the only good one. That one, followed by Spectre, was really good. But I also I have not seen all the old ones. Daniel Craig's pecs when he comes out of the water in the Bahamas, get out of town. Yeah, yeah. That movie inspired me to start working out, actually. That movie inspired me to... Never mind. <laughs> There's a lot of ways you could go with that movie. There's a lot that happens. There... <laughs> oh, the, the, the rope whipping scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. A.K.A. your bedtime routine. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way I can get to sleep anymore. <laughs> I make Ethan do the rope thing from Kissing Royale. <laughs> I've got an itch. <laughs> oh, you almost got it. If you haven't seen the movie, just use your imagination. But if you have seen the movie, for the record... Still use your imagination. <laughs> for the record, that's not true. <laughs> um, yes, okay. For legal purposes, that's not true. Anything else you want to say, Rob, before you're soon to no longer be your roommate, Rob? <laughs> be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. Wise words from roommate Rob. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you have more questions or you want me to, to bring roommate Rob back on again, mm. let me know. Get in touch with me at ethereno.com. Just click the contact button at the top. Um, or Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, email. It's Ethan at ethereno.com. Um, get in touch with me any way you want. You can ask Rob more questions. You can or, reach me through through fox foxes find a fox put a message on its tail spray paint a message on its body and then release it into the wild and I will find it eventually that's true that's true um yeah if you find a fox that already has a message in it just shave off its fur and then spray paint another message because you've already read that one yeah I read that one already it's got a red receipt yeah, it has the it has the box checked next to it for red. <laughs> it says red, and then the date and time it was red. That's shaved into its tail. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyways, get in touch with me. Thanks for listening, guys. This is Abscond with Ethan Renault with special guest roommate Rob. Mm. Get some. <laughs> the music in this episode was created by the talented Bianca Fish. Check her out on SoundCloud.